Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots. We are so glad you joined us as we go into the garage area and talk to the men and women behind the wrenches. Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined as I am each and every week by championship winning and 25-time race winning crew chief Todd Gordon. Todd, hello. How are you? I'm great. Refreshed. Refreshed. We have spent this first half of the season uh, talking to crew chiefs, uh, in the garage area, talking to crew members. This has been grueling and brutal but everyone's kind of had a chance to reset, refocus, recalibrate in the cup side anyhow with an off weekend. Uh, major, major relief for everybody as we get into the stretch drive now. Yeah, when you look at it, these guys have been uh, they've been grinding since the checkered flag at Phoenix. Uh, we came back from Phoenix and, and really got right after testing with this next-gen car. They got right to Charlotte, uh, had multiple tests at Charlotte, had multiple tests in the offseason. It was like one every three weeks, yeah. it seemed like. So, and, and on top of that, having to build all new inventory – uh, the off season was worse than the regular season is normally. So uh, all of these teams really since Phoenix in November last year, they've been digging hard for nonstop in, in the challenges with infrastructure, with parts and supplies. There were a lot of late nights at the beginning of the season and a, a, a very deserving off yeah. weekend to kind of reset. And, and some of those challenges are coming back and, and, I think we're, we've got a great run coming with 10 races to the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt about it. It is an exciting run, that's for sure. Kevin Harvick was talking at um, Gateway, uh, doing one of the media availabilities, and they asked him about his off weekend. And he was like, he said, I wish we, he said, it is so needed by these teams. He said, I never put much stock in the spring off weekend. We used to have a spring off weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to Daytona, we do the West Coast Swing, and somewhere in there, Easter time, we'd have an off weekend. And Kevin says, I never put that much stock into a spring off weekend as everyone kind of resets and gets set as now that we don't have it. His point is, is that we needed this past off weekend. And he actually wished it was something like a Formula One where NASCAR, someone could mandate the shops just close for a few days. Now, I know that that's not realistic, but I think that states the the importance of what we've just done and not having that spring off weekend. Yes, definitely. And and on top of that, and not having the typical off season. Correct. Yes. On top so, of that. So, Correct, so, yes. so they, those two have compounded together that we haven't had really a break for these guys since about this yeah. time last year. Really, yeah. it was the summer break last year that, 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 that was the last break they've had. So, right. um, well-deserved and well-received. Re- I think, oh, uh, I think yeah. a lot of these shops did go ahead and send at least the road guys. And yeah. when you look at it and, and I, I was a crew chief for many years and, and I, I got the fruits of that. When you look at it for the drivers, it's one thing. For the crew chiefs, it's one thing. But most of us have yeah. the ability to bring our families to racetrack with us, to have some family time. So the, the, it's, it's it's all the mechanics. It's all the guys yeah. that, that are there every week. Those guys, their families make ultimate sacrifices. So this off weekend coming at this point, right after school's finished up, 
So, so for, for people right. in this area, sure. yes. um, a well-deserved Perfect. but well-timed off weekend because uh, we don't have kids still in school. You've got the opportunity to take three or four or five days and yeah. go do something with a family. So yep. uh, these guys, I'm sure, have, have recharged their tanks and enjoyed the family time. Speaking of well-timed, there is not a better time to get a win than going into an off weekend. Oh. And that's what we saw at Sonoma a couple weeks ago. And that's who we're going to talk to. Travis Mack got that career-first win at Sonoma last week and parlayed it right into an off weekend. So two weeks of celebrating that, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to Travis Mack here today on Crew Call. I want to remind you that Flow Racing is the home of NASCAR Roots, NASCAR Modifieds, Arca Menard Series, Pinty Series, and the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series as well. The headliners this week, we got a bunch of them. The NASCAR Pinty Series is Eastbound International Speedway. NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds out on Long Island on the little bull ring at Riverhead. And the Arkham Menard Series is in Minnesota at Elko Speedway. Weekly Racing, Autrodome Granby, Meridian, Berlin, Jennerstown, Evergreen, Hickory, Langley, and Bowman Gray Stadium. All kinds of great stuff on Flow Racing. You can subscribe today at www.flowracing.com. Stay with us when we come back. Travis Mack. NASCAR Grassroots Racing is full throttle every week on Flow Racing, where you can stream over 1,300 events live and on demand and access exclusive coverage. Subscribe to Flow today to see NASCAR legends, past, present, and future, go head-to-head with hometown heroes at tracks like Bowman Gray, Meridian, South Boston, and more. Find your next favorite driver by going to flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots. And joining us, well, fresh off from that win last week at Sonoma, crew chief for Trackhouse Racing, Travis Mack joins us. Hello, Travis. Welcome into Crew Call. Hi, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's really well, fun. not only getting that first win, but getting that first win into an off, off weekend. Boy, I'll tell you what, the timing on that could not have been much better. Congratulations on that. And uh, it's got to be nice to, uh, to to win it and have two weeks to savor it. Yeah, for sure. Anytime you win going into an off weekend, it's always better. Because, you know, like I told my wife, you know, we get two weeks to celebrate. So uh, we get to be winners for two weeks this week. And uh, it's uh, really exciting. 
Yeah, it's a, it, it is. It, it's a, it's quite an accomplishment. You guys have had speed at a lot of tracks this year without a win. How does this win change your focus for the next 10 races building into the playoffs? I mean, it just relieves a bunch of stress off our back and uh, that anxiety that we've had to get that W and to get locked into the playoffs. You know, we've had some really bad luck and unfortunate where we're at in the point situation before the win. So just to lock down that win, you know, it, I think I was looking like if we started the playoffs right now, I think we'd start lineup seventh. So that's uh, really cool. So now we could go after those stage wins, get more aggressive, kind of relax a little bit, let the guys on pit road do their thing. And um, we're going to show up every week with fast race cars and go compete for some more wins before these playoffs start. Do you, do you feel like, does it change the focus within the shop as well? Is there a, uh, kind of a relief to the shop and then let both of you kind of change change the way things go or or is that kind of still status quo yeah you know the shop has been amazing um obviously everybody's attitudes have been really great with ross having coming off with two wins but you can kind of feel that tension of like all right we got we got one car a win we need to get daniel a win and get this 99 car in the playoffs and that was kind of the focus and uh you can feel that in the shop and then stopped by the shop yesterday and as soon as we got back and everybody's just so excited, lots of hugs and high fives. And, uh, and it's, it's really cool to have both cars supposedly locked in the playoffs. You know, it looks like we'll be in the playoffs. So it's uh, really exciting. We, 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 we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that because Todd and I were talking about that before just a little bit, but I do want to talk, uh, kind of go to, uh, to the track house performance. Did, did you have a hunch how good this was going to be as far as the speed in these race cars go because you guys you guys have been the talk of the town if you will this team has been the talk of the town uh, when when did you have a sense that and this is we're, we're going to be that guy that jumps up there this year yeah you know it's really the the first test the the first time you unload the car off the truck and the cars just have speed right away every test we went to we felt like we were a top three car and you just kind of get that sense of like, you know, maybe we're building something really good here. we got a really good product. Uh, the, our drivers really adapt to this car really well. They love how it drives. Uh, you know, so I think some of the other drivers that used to love how the other car drove are lacking a little bit in this new car. And our drivers have really taken to this car really well. And uh, everybody at our shop is working on it with a really great positive attitude. And that's kind of what we've been bringing to the racetrack. And it's, it's showing speed and, everybody's got a lot of smiles you guys uh you guys have you know as track house you've won both the road course events so far this year we've got three more left in the regular season uh what's your expectations there they've got to be high oh for sure you know after coda uh we felt like we had the best car in coda uh won the first stage you know thought we were doing everything right got caught up in the wreck and uh, lost some power steering but the car was really good and then our teammate got back in there and, you know, won the race for us anyway. But, um, yeah, we were really excited to get to Sonoma. This has been historically a really good racetrack for Daniel. He really loves real course racing and he feels like he's the best at it. You know, he's that confident and he knows that he's going to go these real course races and, uh, have a chance to win if we give him the product and we execute all day. How good is Daniel Suarez? You've been around world-class drivers, Travis, with Hendrick Motorsports, Junior Motorsports, championship run with Chase Elliott. Just just how good is Daniel Suarez? Uh, right now, Daniel, he's at the top of his game. Um, he truly is amazing. I know he's he's always worked really, really hard. He's always worked 110%. 
And right now he's kind of stepped back and he's understand the areas he needs to work in. And he's, he's an open book right now. He takes in all information. He works really closely with Josh Wise from uh, GM Racing. And uh, he has helped him so much. His mindset, you know, everything that's happened this year. We look back at Fontana. We felt like we had a chance to win that race. And he feels like he probably could have done things a little bit differently to still win that race. And, you know, but we haven't been put in those situations to where you're leading a race with two to go. And you got Kyle Larson running the fence behind you. What do you do? You know, so he's going, he's slowing down and thinking about the things when we're in those situations, what we need to do. And uh, this weekend at Sonoma, we just executed perfectly. Um, you know, we didn't need to tell Daniel anything. He, he knew exactly what he needed to do and he was calm and we were all calm on the radio and it just felt right. Yeah. You t- and you brought up the Josh Wise piece. I, I've, I've had a couple of people say that. Can you explain that? Because it, it's it's the Josh Wise program, which is this vague piece out there. But it seems like, is it is it is it mental? Is it nutrition? Is it exercise? What does Josh bring to the program? You know, I think for every driver, it's something different because some drivers might need more exercise, more uh, discipline in that area. But Daniel, that's one area. Daniel's always been a hundred percent. You know, he's so disciplined with his food, his routine, his exercise. He thought if he outworked everybody in that aspect that, you know, he was going to beat everybody on the racetrack. So sometimes more for Daniel, maybe it was more mental. You know, he's, he's confident. He's the most confident person I've ever met. But uh, maybe it's more being open to what you can do better and what you need to work on. So every driver is a little different. And what Josh has an approach to to every driver is a little different. And uh, he's got to know Daniel really well. And he was helping us there during the race and different things he was seeing. And we were communicating to Daniel what corners he needed to work on. And, you know, in practice, we thought we were a top five car Saturday. Um, but after we went back, we made really small adjustments to the car, but Daniel turned the car and uh, he made it into a first place car. Neat stuff. That's for sure. The Josh Wise program has been neat. I actually saw Daniel and Ross. They've been out at Millbridge some on Tuesday nights racing, just slinging, getting out of their comfort zone and doing different things as far as that goes. Travis, you mentioned it. Um, Presumably you're in the playoffs. Okay. We all kind of have this. Yeah, we win a race. We're in the playoffs. But what, what is your take on that? Do you, do you, how close are you going to be watching that, obviously, and watching that point battle you're in, get a second win maybe is the easiest – well, it sounds easy. It's the easiest <laughs> way on, the, on, on paper to do it. Uh, what, how, how do you approach that with still some uncertainty? You know, I don't, I don't know if we race any different. I mean, we're not going to think about it any differently. Uh, we're in a good spot. You know, we're ahead of what, three or four of the drivers uh, that do have wins. I really don't think you think about it. I mean, we're not going to change anything that we do. We're just going to go out and do the best we can every week and the results will show for it. We've had fast cars. We just haven't had the finishes. So we've got 10 races, you know, three road course races, two speedway races with Atlanta and Daytona. We're really confident in those five races with our program. Last year, Nashville was probably one of our better races with track house, uh, better racetracks for Daniel. I think we had a top five there and, so I'm really excited to get to these next 10 races and just see what we got before we get into the playoffs. You talked about Nashville this weekend. Uh, for Justin, Nashville's kind of kind of home. Um, does, do you see it that way? Does, does he have any di- different emphasis there? Or is it just another track on the schedule? No, it's definitely not another track on the schedule for us. Uh, it definitely feels like it's our home. 
to our house. We need to go there and uh, compete for the win, run. You know, you try every single week, but you get that little bit extra pep in your step where you got all your sponsors, all your family, all your friends, everybody in the race team. You know, I don't know how many people we have come into the pits in that race track, but uh, it's going to be really impressive. You know, you got celebrities around. There's just a lot of hype around that race and you could kind of, you could really feel it, but uh, it's an exciting feeling. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I got to, I got to go to Indy for, uh, for Roger Penske uh, for several years. And I understand that, that, that kind of anxiousness that comes to going to somebody's kind of home track and, and, uh, and, and where that is, you talked about, it. you guys had a good, good race there last year at Nashville. I thought you had an exceptional season for a first, first year team. There's a lot of things. I mean, you, last year as a single car team at, at Bristol, I thought you, you had a shot at winning the dirt race, which was incredible. I thought you, I, Matt, I've, it's been impressive what you guys have been through. You talked about Nashville. Um, last year seemed like with the res and the racetrack got pretty wide and pretty racy and tell us your, your thoughts on Nashville and, and how it races. Yeah. You know, it, last year we went there and uh, thinking it was like a, your normal intermediate track. And I kind of was there, long time ago, 20 years ago with uh, Frank Kimmel and Arca series and kind of have remembers of that place. And, you know, we've gone there and tested a lot back in the day with the cup cars and we were testing there every other week. So uh, kind of had a little sense of, we were probably starting pretty tight, <laughs> you know, unloading off the truck is more like a short track setup. Um, so quickly, you know, we just went to work on that car during practice. And I think everybody was off quite a bit to start practice and, we made a lot of changes during practice and into the race to make the car better. And uh, I think this year, everybody's going to have more sense of what they need to get to the racetrack. And uh, I'm really excited about Nashville. Uh, I think it's a great track for, for some reason, Daniel loves Dover and uh, those concrete racetracks like Nashville. And it's going to be really racy, like you said, and hopefully it's hot and slick. Uh, surely the temperature, I think the hotter the temperature, the better the race is going to be. So especially with my driver, you know, his conditioning is amazing. So I look forward to that. I want to step back and talk. You, uh, you guys referenced um, Justin Marks, the, the ownership model. Um, what's, what's your take on it? You're, you're, a, you're a mechanic, you're in the garage, you're, you're, you're working on these cars, you're trying to make these cars go fast. But the 2022 new owner model, there is a lot of sizzle away from the racetrack. You guys will have tootsies on your race car. Project 91, where you're bringing some diversity into it. As a guy that's been around this sport for a while, been in the garages, what's your take on the new ownership and some of the exciting things that Trackhouse and other new teams are bringing to the to, to the plate, if you will? It's really fun and exciting. You know, I, I, I used to try to think about what our next step would be and uh, what Justin was thinking. And then I just, I just stopped thinking about that because he always one ups me <laughs> last year, last year, this time going into Nashville, he had Daniel and I uh, flew into Nashville a couple of days early and we had some meetings and had some lunch and uh, just some discussions about what we needed to run better coming into this season. And, you know, I was thinking, I guess I was thinking small picture items, you know, a couple of little tools we needed, maybe a new pit box and, and then a couple of days later, he calls me in and tells Daniel and I face to face that uh, he purchased Chip Ganassi Racing. So I never, I never think big enough. You know, I'm, I'm never thinking big enough with Justin. Wow. 
Wow, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I want a pit box. Oh, okay, we yeah, bought you a team. We'll buy you a team. Yeah. <laughs> they, maybe they have some pit boxes at Chip Ganassi Racing you can use. Maybe that's... <laughs> yeah, it was pretty incredible. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, that definitely is. Um, it's been cool. Uh, tell me about the relationship having Pitbull as part of the part of the deal as well. Yeah, last year, you know, uh, just having Armando and, on board and just a few times we got to talk with him and... Every time he's around, he just you just feed off his energy, uh, that excitement that he has, and he looks to be the underdog and the and come out on top. So uh, you follow his career, and it's like the career of Trackhouse and our path that we're taking, and uh, we're going to end out on top for sure. And just his motivation and his songs, and it just feels like he's writing the songs for us, and you know, constantly downloading them. And my girls listen, love listening to him, and. Um, He's an exciting owner to have, that's for sure. Yeah, I uh, Pitbull has not been on my Spotify, um, but I was set in on a press conference from him, and I'm like, the energy was yes. unreal. I mean, it was just you sit there at a press conference, and it's like, man, I want to I want to download all of his songs. I don't even know what they sound like, and, mm-hmm. I, and I've listened since, and it is. He does have an energy, that's for sure. I've got a couple of things that I just want to want to follow up with you on. You mentioned now. Now you're you went to the University of Louisville for your formal training, but you worked with Frank Kimmel. Um, <laughs> that's the real training. I, that's the real training there. What What was it like to work? We've talked about the new ownership model. What was it like to work with the old ownership model and a guy like Frank Kimmel? And how important was that with your early development into the sport? Yeah, I, I was going to University of Louisville. I actually wanted to be in the medical field. Uh, I was working at the hospital at the time. Really, and. Uh, I just thought racing was a hobby at the time, you know, growing up in Kentucky and, you know, racing, all it was, was a hobby. You know, my dad raced every Friday night and uh, as soon as I could, my brother and I, we built a race car and we went racing and always looked at it as a hobby. It wasn't really a career path. Uh, It was just something that you kind of wasted your money on. But uh, (laughs) once uh, I think we actually made a trip to Myrtle beach around 2000, 2000, one when I was graduating high school and uh, we actually stopped by Mooresville, North Carolina and started looking at all the race shops. And uh, it was really cool to see that there was people that actually worked in the sport and they made a job, a career out of it. And uh, that kind of just opened my eyes a little bit. And when I got back home, you know, my dad was like, you know, I raced with Frank and the Kimmels and they have a race shop right in Southern Indiana. It's only about 30 minutes away. You should go check it out. So uh, I think I drove over there one day after school and just started hanging out, uh, going to lunch with them. Before I knew it, I was kind of uh, maybe not going to all the college classes I should have been going to and hanging out at the race shop. And I believe they got in a fight. Uh, I really wasn't on the team yet, but I think they all got in a fight at Salem Speedway, Venturini's or something happened. And uh, everybody was suspended on the team. I think the whole team got suspended. So the next week there was nobody to go to the racetrack. It was Talladega with Frank, and they asked me if I would go. So uh, I went to the track by myself with Frank and sat on the pit box. It was my very first race, and <laughs> they gave us a cup pit crew. I really didn't know what to do. Uh, Frank called the race from inside the car, and I just was kind of sitting there on the pit box with the headset on, taking it all in. And I, I can remember getting to the end of that day and being so tired. I think I slept for two days after that and realized how much work it was to show up to the racetrack and go through tech and do to do everything at the racetrack on an ARCA weekend. And before I knew it, I was addicted. Um, Frank brought me up, you know, he told me to 
go take a car apart. And then I get done taking it apart and he tell me to put it back together. So I was like, all right, okay. What's the point of that? But um, I just learned every single nut and bolt on the car. I learned how to set it up. Frank was a huge mentor. Um, even though he was the driver, but, but he was really smart behind the scenes. He would have made a great crew chief, you know, car chief. He was uh, building the cars, building upper control arms, lower control arms. He could build chassis. He's sort of an all-around guy. and uh, Learned a lot while I was there. That was kind of going to college for me uh, in the racing series and kind of coming up through that hard knocks. Well, I just saw Frank won at Tri-City, a local late model race not too long ago. I saw him in Victory Lane there. That was pretty cool. Pretty neat yeah, stuff. Yeah, he was actually uh, he was calling me. He was actually calling me during the day, and I was like, "What's Frank calling me for?" And he's like asking me about air pressures. He was about to go out and qualify on air pressures. <laughs> he had some old Martinsville tires, I believe they were on, and had to look up the data. And uh, yeah, it was really cool to see him get that win. That is neat. Final question for you. Uh, and, and obviously with a video Zoom call, you're in a unique setting. Uh, we actually have caught you at the beach talking about downtime. Um, and you have done an amazing thing because you have two young daughters, Hudson and Tegan. I believe they're eight yeah. and six. And we have successfully completed the interview on a morning at the beach. You, you must be father of the year to keep those girls happy and quiet while we've done the interview, trying to keep them from getting to that pool already. Yeah, they, they've walked by several times, but they're, they're probably more interested in some breakfast right now. But uh, yeah, we'll get to the beach soon enough. Uh, believe the TV's on, so they're pretty occupied right now. There you go. Awesome. A girl dad. Girl dad there? Yeah. Girl dad here? Yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Nothing better. Nothing they better. Than uh, being a girl dad, that's for sure. Uh, Travis, congratulations on that win last week at Sonoma. Uh, glad you've enjoyed some downtime here with the family and gearing up for the final run here. But thanks for joining us here. Oh, here we go. We got to get a drive by. We've got one. Oh my gosh, how are you? <laughs> hey. Good. Asking how you are. Are you good? Yeah. My gosh, I'm fun. glad you joined us here on Crew Call. This is a first, and yes. this is awesome. Yes, that's awesome. This is fantastic. We're actually here for a uh, dance competition this weekend coming up. So uh, cool. it, it kind of timed it perfectly, you know, find out that they're in a dance competition my only off weekend. So I get to see them dance, and uh, wow. it's really exciting. Those are Boy, special times. They are special times, that is for sure. Well, congratulations on the happy, healthy family, the beach time, the win, and everything else, Travis. And we appreciate you joining us here on Crew Call. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks there for we go. Me. That is Appreciate Travis it. Mack from Trackhouse Racing, the most recent winner, a new winner, as far as Cup Series Crew Chiefs joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing. Stay with us more in just a moment. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
Crew Call continues on, and again, I want to state we appreciate Travis Mack joining us, taking a little time out of the family vacation. Uh, it was great to have his daughter jump yeah. up there on his lap, too. Awesome. So that was awesome. Uh, I think that, that that kind of puts an exclamation point on what we talked about, the family time and the fact that dance recitals and those type of things continue on, and I love that uh, that, that he's getting the chance to do that. That is for sure. Because here we go. Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA, and 10 weeks into the playoffs. Todd, it's fascinating, these 10 races as well, because we've got Nashville. We've got three road courses with Road America, Watkins Glen, the Indy Grand Prix. We've got a couple of short tracks or shortish tracks with New Hampshire and Richmond. We've got the Speedways, Atlanta and Daytona. We've got Michigan, which is the two-mile big track, and we've got a tricky triangle right in the middle of it all. Yes. Ay, ay, ay. We have got a thrilling 10 races going to lead into the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, definitely do. And and really, you look at it, I had this conversation, but none of them really play to the playoffs. No. Like, it's not like you go to – you're not going to Vegas and, and knowing that – or Kansas or any – there's no place that's going to – crossover into playoffs. So it's all about playoff points and playoff wins and learning what you can from different places. But I could, we're 12 winners and and I could, within reason, I could put together 17 winners. Yeah. I, do I think it'll happen? Probably not. But, right. but, but do I think there's a possibility? Heck yeah, there is. There's some really good teams and drivers who have yet to win so far. There are. And you look at like, we've got three road course events coming up in right. the final, in the final 10. Look at look at the top five finishers at Sonoma. Exactly, they had Chris Busher second. I mean, really, we talked about it. We talked about it on Monday night at one point. But there's so many opportunities here. We could have written storylines out of anybody in the top five. Well, exactly. When you look at Chris Booker, Busher second, Michael McDowell third, and Kevin Harvick fourth. Kevin Harvick fourth. All, uh, it's just all and guys. Austin, Austin Sindrick coming back to fifth, and Ryan Blaney being sixth. I mean. I could write a storyline yeah. for any of those guys. Yeah. And, and now we've got three more road course races. Five of the top six finishers had not won this year. And the other one is is battling for the low side right, of, of if we had more than 16 <laughs> winners. So it's. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you just look at the storylines coming out of Sonoma. Yeah. And, and going forward. With, yeah. And to your, to your point. We've got Atlanta and Daytona, the two the two outliers. They're speedway races. Right. Anybody can win there. I mean, I I, I look at it. Chris Busher, the Roush Fenway, the Roush right. Fenway Kozlowski RFK the racing road course. Yeah. They're they're they had good runs at the road courses, and they're really good at speedways. And right. Brad's an exceptional speedway racer. So I could put those guys showing a win. I could. I mean, I think Kevin Harvick's on the right trajectory. He, he and yeah. Rodney Childers. Yeah, I think so. They're getting to the point. I think they're going to win. And and we've. Kevin was called the closer. When the tough, going gets tough, right. they would elevate. And and the going's getting tough. They're going to elevate. Yeah. I think Blaney wins. I I mean, I, I he's had speed. Martin Truex Jr. Martin and and, and Christopher Bell. And Christopher Bell. I, I mean, you can. <laughs> and we haven't talked yeah. about Tyler Reddick or Austin Dillon, who both I think could win, too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just, there's so many. Usually at this point, you know, while well, these guys just don't. But I, I could, through the next 10 races, I could put out five more winners. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm with you. I don't think it will happen, but I don't know that it would blow me over and shock me if it did happen either. We only have four multiple-time winners, and all four of them only have two. Usually right. by this time of the season, we've had a 
Kyle Larson, who's got three, four, five. Somebody that has We've just got Kevin Harvick a couple years ago, Denny Hamlin a couple years ago, that they've rattled off all these wins. They've separated themselves. Yeah, you're right about We're that. We're not seeing that this year. No, very, very, uh, yeah, very, very um, spread out. Yeah, Diver, uh, there's parody. Uh, dispersed, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the wins parody. are all and over the place. It's funny because it's not just parody in the sense that it's just running in a line. You've got, I mean, we talked a couple weeks ago about we've had a resurgence of the Toyotas. Right, you, know, you had a couple great races, and then Sonoma wasn't great for them. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, where did I that just, go? Yeah, like it's the ebb and flow of this yeah. new car is it's not yeah. it's not predictable. Yeah, two weeks ago we talked about Blake Harris with uh, Michael McDowell. Yeah, and how they did at Gateway. Yes. Well, look, they go Sonoma. We've got Road America. We've got Watkins Glen. We got the Indy Grand Prix, and we've got the Speedway. Atlanta and Daytona. I mean, I, so you're sitting there. Your, your front row motorsports. You got five shots to win. And we were talking about them after an oval. Yes, where they ran good. Yeah, I, I, ah, it's exciting times. Great, it's it's going to be a great run to watch happen here. The final ten really, truly is, and it all begins this weekend at Nashville Motor Racing Network. Is all over Nashville this weekend. Um, need to mention this. I'm off this weekend, and Motor Racing Network going to bring back Winston Kelly. How about Winston that? Kelly is going to be on pit road. So uh, I am, I am pumped. I can't wait to listen to my buddy. Winston was going to be there. I'm going to be sprint car racing um, up in uh, Houston, South Dakota, but Winston Kelly on pit road. That right there means you need to tune in, tune in, tune in Winston Kelly, Friday night, 6 30 PM. Eastern time, NASCAR cup series practice, 7 30 PM. Eastern time on Friday night. It is the Rackley roofing 200 for the NASCAR camping world truck series. Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock Eastern Time, NASCAR Cup Series pole qualifying. 3 o'clock Eastern Time on Saturday afternoon, the Tennessee Lottery 250 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And on Sunday, the Ally 400 NASCAR Cup Series race, MRN Airtime, is 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Going to be fun to see what happens out in Music City, that is for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. Great to have this track back on the schedule and on the Cup schedule. Put on a heck of a show last year, as wise it got. Um, it'll be exciting. Those last 10 are going to be yeah. dramatic. Batting down the hatches. Going to be good. That is for sure. Again, we appreciate Travis Mack joining us here on Crew Call. He's Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post. Thanks. Thank you for joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing. You can subscribe at www.flowracing.com. 